0: Hi, it's Nikki here, and I'm jumping in just before the episode begins to let you know that from the 5th to the 18th of September 2022, doors are open to the Thrive First Method. And you can join us anytime, the link is in the show notes, or you can just head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT Checkout. To help you decide if it's right for you, I have recorded a series of podcast episodes. So that's from episode 94 to episode 97. And In these, I've covered every question I've been asked, I've brought on my clients as special guests so that you can hear what it's really like when we do this work together. So I hope whatever episode you're about to listen to today serves you, regardless of whether you're joining us or not. And if you are, I cannot wait to welcome you in. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross, and today I am interviewing one of my clients. Yes, today is not a solo episode, it is an interview. I am excited to share this conversation with Sam Harmon, the Style Editor. You're gonna hear in Sam's words, not only what she does, how her business was built, what her journey has been, but you're gonna hear from someone who has been a member of the Thrive Together community from February 2021, I think we launched it. So she was a member of Thrive Together and has been with me while I've been launching the Thrive First Method. So I think it's going to be really interesting for you to hear what drew her to become a member in the first place, but from her, in her words, what her experience has been in practicing the Thrive First Method. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Before I do, I just want to let you know that I'm sharing Sam's details at the end of the episode. So if you want to catch up with Sam, that's where you'll find them. I'll link them in the show notes. But equally as well, if today's episode resonates with you and you think do you know what yes i want to hear more about the thrive first method the doors are going to be opening in september 2022 now they're only going to be opening for a certain amount of time so this isn't they're open and they're open forever they're going to open you're going to get the opportunity to join and then they are going to close again so i am reminding you of this so that a you can get your your name your your list on the name your name on the register your interest list and And B, if you do want to join us, you join us in the window of opportunity. So I'm leaving the link in the show notes, or you can just simply head to www.tlb.org.uk forward slash TT checkout. And at the moment, you can register your interest or after September 2022, I think from probably around the 5th, I'm not sure yet, you can actually just go ahead and join us. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. I know you're going to love this one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inner Work Conversation. It's not a normal one today though, because today I am joined by the lovely Sam Harmon. Now, Sam is an editor turned style coach who was driven to step out of her full-time job and launch her business. I'm not going to try and introduce you any further than that, Sam. I want you to tell everyone who you are, what you're about, and tell us your story because it massively links into what we're going to be talking about today. Huh, prepare.
1: Hope you've got a cup Back of in. tea ready whilst whilst we go in on this story. Woo! Okay, so uh hello, I am Sam. I am a style coach. A lot of people are like, well, what is that? That's not a thing. Um, it is a thing, and I help women, leaders, founders, coaches, consultants who Basically want to elevate their style for success because I think that if your wardrobe isn't working for you, it isn't doing its job properly. It should make you feel good. And how I came to this conclusion was that when I was younger, always loved fashion, always loved dressing up, would always have those little like sketcher stencil things and make dresses. And so I was always doing that kind of stuff. But I got the impression from a very young age that fashion wasn't for someone like me so I um, didn't grow up we literally had holes in our clothes when we were kids um, although obviously our parents worked really hard and I loved writing as well so I kind of always had this idea that I wanted to be a journalist but I thought maybe I'll go into magazine journalism and I didn't know anyone in journalism and I managed to get my foot in the door by basically cleaning toilets and waiting tables and all this kind of stuff as I funded my way through work experience because work experience isn't paid and there's a whole other issue around diversity in media. One of the reasons we've got a problem with diversity in media is because we don't allow people who are from the background that I'm from to actually get their foot in the door. So I did it. I made it. And I went into news journalism. Ironically, um I'd done some internships at magazines. I did not enjoy it because I could see actually, it was kind of like looking behind the curtain. It was like Mm okay, now I see that this is all based on people's insecurity and this isn't a place for someone like me. Although ironically, I could see that everyone there was someone like me who was dealing with all this insecurity and thought that, you know, if I make it to X magazine... Very kind of Devil Wears Prada-esque. Oh, um, yeah. you I was yeah.
0: just saying that.
1: Very, yeah. So it was very much like that. And then I was like, well, I wanted to get into journalism to actually make a difference because I grew up in an area where I saw a lot of kind of injustice. And so I went to work in news journalism. And ironically, the first job that I had in news journalism, the very grumpy uh, editor, he was a news editor at the time, said to me, you're too into fashion to be a serious news journalist. So... <sighs> Yeah. So obviously I had to, I had to prove him wrong. I went away and wrote him five stories and he gave me a job. And then from that point onwards, he was actually like my mentor. He was my biggest supporter. And he put me on the news desk when a lot of people were saying to him at that time, very much editorship was like an old boys club and editors run yeah. so much money. They were out like going to golf and all this kind of stuff. Um, and the industry was massively changing. And when he put me on the news desk, he did get quite a lot of, backlash from these people saying you know what the hell are you doing putting a young woman on the news desk so yeah so I had to obviously fight through all of that kind of stuff and I ended up becoming an editor myself and I walked into a newsroom on the first day I had like a team they were all all male team didn't want me to be there because they knew that me coming in meant that we had to make a lot of changes and it was like imposter syndrome right it's like you're wearing a suit And you're being the boss like you're being like some sort of like Melanie Griffiths working girl situation but inside you're thinking oh my god I'm gonna get found out I'm gonna get found no. out thought I'm terrible it leads you to feel like you have to work and work and work and that your value is in the the, the doing like the, yeah putting the effort in and obviously if you've come from the kind of background where you get the impression that that's what hard work is it's you know mm-hmm. you have to work hard That's what you do. So I ended up doing that to myself. And I could see, I always, again, like always love fashion and and clothes and putting outfits together. And I would get a lot of people, you know, in the office being like, oh, you're dressed up. Oh, I don't see editors wearing that, blah, blah, blah. And I started to use social media to show my outfits because I could see that personal Mm. brand was going to be an important thing. And also I was kind of being used a little bit as like a poster girl for we've got this we've got a young woman editor young you know? woman. Like, here she is yeah diversity. <laughs> we've, got one. we've got one yeah we've got hashtag diversity box <laughs> um so i was having to go out to events and when i was going out i was meeting other women in leadership roles who were oh, saying okay. to me i don't know what to wear like i like your style can you help me put together an outfit for an interview or can you help mm. me i feel like an imposter so i started to help them and then the pandemic happened and i ended up getting burnout. out yeah, it was bad. I had psoriasis.
0: I had psoriasis yeah, it was for, a- physical for you, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I had psoriasis for a long time and um, it was all over my hands. And then I started to get really bad headaches and really sore eyes. And I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, Yeah, your psoriasis is in your eyes now and it's caused an mm-hmm. infection. And essentially, like, it's damaged your eyesight. Like, you're going to need glasses. And it was funny because I'd, a few months before, I'd read a story about her, this particular woman, Saving, we did a a piece on her saving someone's life because he'd come in, she'd spotted that he had something, she sorted it out. And she said to me, You're only young. She was talking to me about what I do. If you carry on the way that you're going, you are going to get very, very ill. Like this needs to stop. And so I kind of walked out of there and was like, Right, well, this is it now. I kind of knew that I could feel in the back of my mind that things needed to change. So that was when I made the decision to start my business. And since then that was about, that was about two years ago. It's 2020, two years ago this week, because we'd my husband then oh. took me. Yeah, he took me away. It was terrifying um doing it because at the time obviously yeah. I had all of this imposter syndrome and I was kind of almost being gaslit into state, you know, you'll ne- you're, yeah. you know, you're not gonna be a success, blah, 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 blah. Um, and actually credit to him, he was like, no, this is not, we're not doing this anymore. Like you're going to do what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So that was two years ago, got my qualifications and um, yeah, just really kind of have this year really like been pushing in my business.
0: Qualifications in coaching, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so online, there are a lot of people doing both, you know, style and coaching who don't have any formal training and mm-hmm. actually what a lot of it is online with instagram particularly is people selling you stuff that you don't need for problems that you don't have like oh, and i yeah. saw that it's it's interesting because i saw that way back when i was doing work experience at these magazines vogue for example used cellulite cellulite is a term that was used for a medical condition where you um, have like, there's some like condition that actually is the real term for cellulite. And in the 1960s, Vogue started using cellulite to just no the natural, healthy dimples that you get, you know, if you have fat on your thighs or whatever, like most women have cellulite is normal. And they used it as a term in order to sell us stuff. And that is... Essentially, what social media is doing. Like, if you're not paying yeah. for something, you're the product of it.
0: So, I noticed that about, sorry to jump in, but I noticed that about your work, Sam. I really love being invested in you guys. Like, when well, we're going to talk about that, like, when you're part of Thrive Together, as it was, or Thrive First Method, as it's going to be, I like to see the sort of outside of that and I noticed that about your work Sam is like it's not about like buying shitloads loads more stuff like when I think about style coaching the reasons why I personally would have resistance of hiring one it's like oh god am I gonna have to spend hundreds of pounds and am I gonna have to change my style and it can seem quite overwhelming but for any of you listening to this, I'm going to leave Sam's um, details in the show notes. Go and look at the way that she operates. Go and look at the way that she works. Obviously, we haven't got time to go into the details of it today. What I think you're going to be really pleasantly surprised with is she walks her talk. When she's talking about Vogue did that with cellulite and I'm sort of not for the selling you a uh, solution to a problem that doesn't really exist. She really means it. So I just want to give you that, Sam, because I know you behind the scenes from the work that we do together but I also know you from what everyone else would see so I think that you encapsulate and you embody exactly what it is that you you talk about
1: thank you I said I wasn't right. gonna cry today no thank you that means that means we a lot.
0: emotional everyone's everyone's used to a few tears here on the inner work conversation <laughs> usually mine let's talk about that then so you set up your business, you've got your qualifications, you're ready to go. And I remember you saying before, like this last year has really been about pushing the business. Just for clarity, everyone, Sam is a current client of mine who joined Thrive Together. So Thrive Together, for those of you who are new here, was a membership that I started in February 2021. And then we closed the doors to that in, I think it was around May 2022, so that I could introduce the Thrive First method which took a while to get trademarked, and then opened the doors back up in September to the public as the Thrive First Method, which you can join. So Sam has literally been through what Thrive Together was. And then we introduced the Thrive First method. But before we talk about any of that, what where were you at in your business? What was it for you that made you go Thrive Together I want in? What was that for you?
1: So first of all, I think that I had been following you for a while and listening to the podcast and I felt like I already got so much from you like that value that I couldn't imagine how much value I'd actually get from being in your membership we'll talk about it in a minute but so much so much value from being in it and going through the method and at the time I think that when I first started my business a lot of people were like well you know you want to get out so you're really good at media so why don't you just do you could do PR you could do PR and then the signing can just be like a little like a little thing side. on the side. side, yeah, a little side yeah. thing, and I was doing that from until about April last year. Honestly, kind of focusing more on the PR side because I felt like, oh, I, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do the the styling wow. stuff. And someone said to me, "Okay, you've been doing this now for since August to April, the PR kind of stuff. Are you happy?" I was like, "No. Are you making the money that you want to make?" No. Okay, so why don't you go all in on the thing that you actually love doing? That obviously the universe is telling you that you should be doing and so since yeah. that's when I decided to really go for the style coaching stuff that I do and own it and the reason that I joined the membership was because I think it's really important to have some accountability and like support as you're growing and I'm, I'm quite a determined person Quite, quite a little bit, <laughs> quite a bit of an aggressively determined person. So I was like, this, this is this is gonna happen. And like I said, I just felt like I got so much from you from not even being in your membership and not e- actually working with you that I just knew that this was the right place and you're oh, the right person good. to help me. That's
0: really my aim with the inner work conversation. I really do pour into that with no expectation. And with so much love. So, if you are listening to this, also gaining that, but you're never going to join or work with me or anything like that, please know that that's job done, job done. So, you join Thrive Together and you have been through obviously Thrive Together as the monthly membership, closing the doors to that, introducing the Thrive First method talk us like I'm personally really interested to hear what your experience has been like can you talk to me about what your experience has been what you've learned and what has been the most impactful for you oh my
1: goodness where do I even begin like so so much actually a really important thing has been the reflection process which is something that I am quite hard at doing because I'm like right well you know I'm just going to move like move on and avoid that and actually there is gold in the review and going through that process has been really interesting but also just goal setting and how you've you've made like goal setting you know the high value activities and actually really digging into okay why is it I'm doing this what am I doing and also not being so hard on yourself when you have difficulties come up so You know, if you're, for example, this last week I've been ill, had a really bad kind of awful like summer cold, It's very attractive summer cold situation going on in my face. And so back when I had COVID before I joined, I honestly worked through, and it was really bad. I had COVID really bad. I worked through it because I felt like Mm. I had to. And now I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm just going to let myself rest. And that has been a big, a big thing for me that's come Mm. out of being in this Like
0: container, it's scary to rest, isn't it? I see that when when people start practicing the method. So there's, I want to pick up on a few things that you said there. There was the review, the goal setting, and there's the rest. So let's start with the rest. It's like even if it's not your own business, even if you're in business in someone else's business, I think that so many of us are so used to I cannot stop. Like I cannot stop. I I've got a list that is staring at me, that if I stop, all that's gonna happen is I'm gonna stop and rest, and I'm gonna turn around, and that list is gonna be like, "Raw, I'm still here. There's a whole lot of guilt that comes with the rest that makes rest not rest. It's really detrimental, damaging, not only to you as a human, but also your actual productivity, your actual progression. So yes, amen to that one. But also, I remember, uh might have been the recent goal setting call actually where we were because the way that it works, guys, is these calls I do them live. So there's the method, so you learn the actual steps in the process, but also there's the live calls. And in the live calls, like goal setting, I'll do it with you live. And so I'm really involved in the chat. And everyone who's there, who's there live is really, really active in the chat and I actually remember, Sam, one of the things that you said was, yes, it was. It was the goal setting because you said one of the wins that I've taken from this month is actually realising and learning how important my weekly review is. And I remember you saying, I, and I remember it because it was very much like the issue that I have with review, is can I just move on? I just want to move forward. I want to move forward and move forward and move forward. For those of you who don't know the review structure We do count our blessings and do show our gratitude. We do take our wins. Even if you haven't actually produced results in inverted commas, there is still going to be personal progress praise that you can give to yourself. There's a structure to your review. And as soon as Sam said this in the chat, I was like, yeah, me too, me too. Because although I've created this method, I still use it because I still have these challenges. Can you speak to that part? Because I think there's going to be a lot of people listening who resonate with the concept of i just want to keep moving forward i've got to keep going i can't stop to look back i've got to keep going can you talk to that for a minute
1: i think some of it is around the idea that acknowledging things that haven't gone so well is almost mm-hmm. like we don't want to do that We want to block that off and pretend that you know just keep going forward just keep pushing forward looking back is not the the way to go but actually there is gold in reviewing why things haven't gone the way that Perhaps you wanted them to. And sometimes it's, you know, you can learn from it. Like, okay, well, this didn't go the way that I wanted it to because I wasn't feeling very well this week. And instead of actually letting myself rest, I pushed forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's there's just so much gold in the review. and And I think we avoid doing the review because it's almost like we feel that some sort of sense of failure, like, oh, if I, you know, if I actually dig into this and look into it, I'm going to feel really bad. Actually, yeah. why can't we take those feelings out of it? Like, what are we making this mean? You know, like, and look at it objectively. Um, Yeah, I'm all like, I'm all up for, and I think we we saw that when we were doing, going through the actual method live, is that everyone's like, all up for like goal setting. The goal setting bit, we're like, yeah, woo, we love that. But the actual review, we're like, oh, review. oh. No. Do we have to, Nick? Do we have to? <laughs> yes. I <hate> it. God. <laughs> but it, it makes the week the next week so much easier. Yeah. Doing the review.
0: Yeah. And I think that it takes for it takes for you to overcome the resistance in yourself to then be invested in the review. But more so, it then takes for you to do the review part of it to go, oh, there's evidence of A. I don't have to do this review and shame myself and be self-judgmental and be self-critical. And B, oh, I can actually see that there's evidence, like you said, there's gold in that review. That if I take that and I use that for my future planning, that is gonna um enrich the planning process for next week, right? Talk to me about the goals, Sam, because I want you to just tell me your honest thoughts on this. So at the moment, I'm collating um, a Q&A for a podcast episodes around the Thrive First method. And one of the questions that came in was, I don't know if I can join because I don't know what my goals are. Where this person was coming from was, I'm not disconnected from what I want. I'm so in the should goals, in inverted commas, that I'm so disconnected from what I actually want that i don't know if this is for me because i don't know what my goals are anymore can you speak to that
1: so the first part of the method that we've gone through is around you and your goals and i personally haven't been in the membership for a few months before we've gone through this method uh, i actually got so much out of it out of doing those two modules around what who you are what you want and your goals and so I would definitely say that it's for you because often we have this kind of, we either have this like massive goal, right? I've got like this big goal of what I want to do by this time, or we feel, like this person does, completely disconnected from the goal. Either way, there's all of this like unknown stuff in the middle and those modules really help you actually clarify that. So if you're feeling like you don't know, 100% going through that module, going through the workbook, will clarify that for you because it yeah. did for me and I thought I knew you know I was like yeah. well I've been in I've been in the method for a while so I'm doing like my high value activities blah blah blah. I got so much out of those sessions I it was like I think I was like I was sat in like a costa on one of the calls like crying like yes. on my Remember camera on, like don't look at me yeah like because I I had that like, I got so much out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is quite an emotional thing, though, because when we go about our week in a way that where we're just looking at our to do list and just basically like plucking the things that we think are the most urgent and important, what that can leave us with, even if we do those things, even if we actually get to the end of the week and we're like, yeah, tick, 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 done it all. We can still come away from that with this sense of like, why don't I feel fulfilled? I've ticked everything off the list, so what's going on here? And I often find that if we haven't given ourselves the opportunity to actually identify goals that are meaningful to us and translate that really vague, big, abstract vision into something that you can tangibly see that you can make progress towards, even if you tick the things off on your list you're probably still going to feel unfulfilled because the things that you're actually making progress towards aren't even meaningful to you. And that can come from a place of, I am trying to avoid those things because they're going to bring about a certain amount of discomfort. Is that something, Sam, that you have experienced?
1: So much, like so many examples. And actually now when I'm doing my goals, like we do our one and everything, that's what I every day when I check in with myself I'm like right what is the one thing that I can do today that might be a bit scary but is actually going to move me forward because otherwise like you said it's like well you know I messed around on Canva for a bit or I did this mm. or I sent this email no what is actually going to move me forward you know for example if I want to reach out and work with a specific business you're helping their employees or whatever it might be mm. just doing it it's like just emailing the person mm. rather than building up as this big thing in my head of like, mm. oh, I can't do that. What, you know, what will they think? And it's better to just be over here kind of perfecting this little thing that I know how to do That's rather than thing. leaping Tweaking. in. Yeah, rather than like leaping in. And actually one example that happened whilst we are going through this method is that I am an extroverted introvert. I am like people, that surprises people when I say that I'm actually an introvert, but I am. And it takes a lot of energy and effort for me to show up and do video. And, mm. and I wanted to do more instagram lives because that's something that helps me connect with people and i had it on my list for the week and all week i avoided it and i was like well you know my hair doesn't look right or i haven't done this or i haven't put my makeup on or i'm busy or whatever and then it got to friday and usually if i was doing an instagram live i'd be like right i'm doing it what you know 1 p.m this is happening at this time that's what i'm doing and it was like 10 a.m and i was like you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna show up Go live. Don't have any makeup on. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to talk. And actually, from there, someone else that I know joined in the conversation, and it ended up being like a really great conversation uh-huh. that we had. That happened because I stopped doing that whole. It's always like yeah. excuses, like
0: yeah, it, justifiable ones.
1: Yeah, it's like well, you know, I haven't got my, you know, and I, I I'm meant to be working in in style, so. That's Mm -hmm. rubbish because that is actually the opposite of what I do. What I do is try and help people show up authentically as themselves, bring them full selves to the table so that they actually advocate for themselves and make more money and feel really good. So I have to walk the talk and something that you said in one of your podcast episodes that has really resonated with me. I can't remember what one it was, is it's who you're being when all of this isn't around. It's like who you're being when you are on your I own. Yeah,
0: yeah, like
1: what you're doing when you're in It's having that self-integrity that's so important. Yeah, And that's something that's really stuck with me.
0: I love that because it is about who we are when we're on our own because we are always with us. You know, when you said before about, you know, I contacted these people that I wouldn't ordinarily contact. Has it all gone smoothly, Sam? Like, have you had a, yeah, 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 I want to work with you? Like, And the reason, by the way, for everyone listening, the reason that I'm pulling on this is I want you to know that doing the Thrive First method does not mean that you're always going to succeed or you're never going to be judged or you're never going to experience failure or rejection. You have, right? When you've contacted these businesses and you've put yourself out there, you have had people come back, not only with a polite no thank you, but with an actual like rude comment or something like that. How has that helped you? Because that's the thing that we're all trying to avoid. We're all trying to avoid the rejection. We're all trying to avoid the failure. I want to hear from you. How has that failure and rejection actually helped you?
1: Yeah, one man actually uh, rolled his eyes at me when I, I actually contacted them because his eyes at you. Yeah, he. Yeah, so I have clients who are some clients that I have of kind of very kind of high up in certain sectors, or they've got these big jobs and they feel like they're imposters basically, and mm. they want me to help them, but help them in a they they don't necessarily. If I put something on LinkedIn, they're not going to be there commenting on it or liking it because they don't want everyone in their network to see that this is true for them. So I had a couple of people from this specific place that I was working with and I thought, well, actually, if this is how the women in this organisation are feeling, surely it would be good to actually work with the organisation at the the Mm. highest level because they've got a problem, they've got an issue. And he basically was, he just basically rolled his eyes at me and dismissed me and was like, no. And I was like, well, I'm telling you you've got an issue in your business, sir. Um, And it's real. And the thing is, avoiding the rejection, what am I afraid of? Like, he's going to say no. So what? He doesn't, if someone says no, like he doesn't know me. He doesn't know. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help him. Like, we avoid Mm -hmm. rejection because we think it means something about us and actually doesn't mean anything about us. Like if you put something out on social media and it doesn't, go how you wanted it to doesn't mean anything about you you know the Mm -hmm. algorithm you don't know what's going on in people's lives people are on holiday same with any anything you don't know what is happening someone Mm -hmm. unsubscribes from your email list you don't know what's Mm -hmm. happening in their lives you don't know why they've it doesn't mean anything about you that's just a story that you're telling yourself and so just doing the thing
0: you Mm -hmm. grow from that
1: process
0: That's a big misconception, like a big misconception is that this work is just about productivity, it's just about prioritizing things and making sure they're in your calendar, but actually, there's a whole module that the process goes plan, do review, there's a whole module on do self coaching how to plan for obstacles that are going to come up both in your outer world and in your inner world. Like the one of the reasons why you're going to maybe procrastinate over something or put it off maybe is exactly what you said before. Oh, but I haven't got my hair done or I haven't done this or I haven't got that done. And it's got to be just right. And I've got to have just the right time to do it based on what I know about. And actually we are the ones, the majority of the time or, or you know, at least some of the time, they get getting our own way. So I'm really glad that we spoke about that. Where I want to finish the conversation, Sam, is I just want to talk about the actual name of this. Obviously, you've been there when it was Thrive Together and now we've transitioned and we're coming out and we're going to open the doors in September 2022 to the Thrive First Method. I've called it the Thrive First Method for a reason because, yes knowing our goals is important, being able to execute on them is important. But actually, the first module is connect to yourself. And in that module, we identify what thriving looks like to you. And you talk about like the tears in the coffee shop. In that first module, there were tears because I think that it was a huge wake up call to people that They disconnected from themselves and what it really takes for them, not in big ways, not like I'm not talking spa days or anything like that, just in small ways of what does thriving actually look like to you literally with your current set of life circumstances right now. So we do that module every quarter because obviously your life can change. But um, you're free to do it anytime that suits you. What came out of that for you, Sam? Is does thriving first come naturally to you? And if not, like what what came out of that for you? It does not. No,
1: I am someone who literally worked myself into yeah. like I worked myself into but into burnout. That is not thriving. That was not a thriving mm-hmm. first. That was putting everything else above my own well being. Like I literally got physically had physical symptoms of yeah. it. And I think that for a lot of people, we we have this kind of resistance to thriving first because we think that that's somehow selfish. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, that's that's a selfish thing to do. We have to put everything else above ourselves. And actually, how are you going to give your best to everything that you've got to do today if you aren't coming from a place of? like filling your own cup up mm-hmm. first. Like the world is not going to get the best from you. And it needs to get the best from you because the whole point of what you do, what I do, what so many people inside of the membership do is to support people with these big goals they have so that we can make the world a better place and we we can't do that if we're constantly feeling this sense of self-sacrifice because of Mm -hmm. all this generational stuff that we're holding on to about the the idea that thriving is somehow selfish it's not selfish it's actually making the world a better place and that sounds really big and huge I know but it's true because the more you thrive, the more you, the more you feel good. The more of that good energy you can put into the world and what it is that you're doing. And if you're constantly mm. sacrificing yourself for some, you know, deadline that doesn't even need to be to be filled. You know, I have to answer this email right now. No, you don't. You don't. You don't have to answer that email right now. Someone else's <laughs> deadline is not you're on you. Like you don't have to take a minute for yourself.
0: That's a whole podcast. Yeah, in itself,
1: we <laughs> um, go on all day. But thriving first is literally making the world a better place and what you do is making that better and it's serving your clients better and supporting your family better it's not selfish it's actually the opposite it's the opposite of selfish
0: yeah I'm glad you said that because for all of us you said it you said it yourself before we can all get so excited about the goal setting and the execution and oh my god I'm going to be so productive but to be clear the Thrive First method is it's, it's not at the cost of you thriving first. Yeah, but also I want to completely like eradicate this notion of I'm allowed to thrive when I'm allowed to thrive if. And so the way that we do that, for those of you listening um, who are like, yeah, well, that sounds lovely, but how do you actually do it? We do that identification quarterly because, yeah, life can change. So it's important to understand and identify And define for yourself what does thriving actually look like in your mind, your body, and your spirit. You're guided through that every quarter, but even every week. The first thing that we do in hour one is, like, you need to schedule that shit in. So it's taking it from this very, oh, thriving for me would look like this and it would look like that. And it's like, yeah, cool. So you take that and you actually put it in first. And I think it's fair to say that your week... You know, you can plan with the best intentions, but everything like you go into your week and things can be flipped upside down the moment you get off that hour one call. But does it make a difference for you, Sam, in that whole planning to thrive first when things do change your week and do like do require you to make adjustments? Suppose what I'm asking is for many of us, when we have to make adjustments to our plans, the first thing that goes is us thriving first. The first thing to go is. Oh well, I don't really need to go for that walk. I don't really need to have that nice lunch and nourish myself. How does that play out for you now?
1: Is that, that's like so ironic, isn't it? That the first thing that mm-hmm. goes when we're feeling bad is our almost like our self care. And actually, in those mm-hmm. in those moments of turmoil or things of not not going to plan or you're feeling unwell or whatever, the most important thing that you can do is actually look after yourself do that and like this week I've not I've not been very well I don't know if I mentioned but i am not been very well um <laughs> oh my drama queen and I could have like I felt really sorry for myself and I could have just like gone and eaten like pizza and just been like well you know mm. but I actually said to myself that is not thriving like thriving would be going and getting like loads of fruit and vegetables and vitamins okay. and all that kind of stuff and actually nourishing yourself and actually resting and that is exactly what I did and before doing this method I know that I would I would have just kind of plowed through. I would have gone well, you know. I can't I'm bothered to cook, so I'm just going to eat a pizza and I'm just going to work my way through being ill. And that would have made that would have meant that it's got to Thursday and I would still be feeling very ill. Whereas yeah. it's got to Thursday and I'm feeling much better because I allowed myself to thrive first at a time when I was unexpectedly feeling unwell.
0: I I you know how much I stand behind the methods and. For those of you who are listening, who maybe you're on the fence, maybe you're listening and thinking, oh, I'm not really sure that that could work for me. I personally practice the method and I have to revisit the modules myself because it's easy when, when you're practicing the method and everything's sweet, it's actually relatively easy to do, but life and business are ever changing. I did a recent podcast episode, episode 92 on um, the lessons I've learned in business. And it was really um, brought about by learning how to surf. One of the things that I noticed is the landscape is forever changing. The things around you in life and business are forever changing and therefore there are so many different things to navigate. So you might be like, oh yeah, I've mastered that. But then the next challenge comes along or or the next um, success comes along. And this is called the inner work conversation for the reason that when I speak to people and they're really struggling with how they're spending their time and their relationship with their goals, actually, one of the biggest things that's eating away at their time is exactly what you spoke about, all that inner chatter, all of the inner stuff that is causing us to do things that aren't conducive to us making meaningful progress. And this is really random, but when we were driving to Cornwall... The boys had um, Liam Gallagher's new album on. It's got a song and I think it's called You Only Get To Do It Once. And it, he's talking, to be fair, it's not about business. He's talking about getting pissed when you're younger and actually enjoying your youth. But when I was listening to it, I was like, shit, I'm going to link it in the show notes. I was like, shit, that is so true. You think at the time, oh, I won't go out on that Day or I won't do this, or I won't do that, thinking that you're going to get that same opportunity at a later date. For those of you who've listened to the inner Work conversation for a while, you know that I am an advocate for reminding you of your own mortality. For the simple reason that it's your work is important, your contribution is important, and you really do only really get to do it once. Like you really do the the mark that you're making in this part of your life and business right now. You're only going to get to do this once, so. My hope is that the Thrive First method helps you to fulfill what you're here to fulfill at a pace that is right for you while thriving first. And I just think, Sam, you're such a good example of exactly that. I, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I look into your world through the eyes of social media and knowing what I know about you behind the scenes, I can see you doing the things that you said that you were going to do which require you to work through that inner shit, which require you to do the work. But I can see you really embodying that concept of you only get to do it once. And for that, I'm just so glad that you're part of the method and so glad that you're part of our community. So thank you so much. And thank you for sharing everything that you have today as well. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the method. Honestly, if you're if someone is on the fence about joining us, come join like come join us. It's such a supportive community. Yeah. And honestly, every single every single week when we show up and we do hour one and then we have our, you know, the sessions that we're talking about, there's always breakthroughs and there's always mm. so much support as well from the yeah. other members. It's just, yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank
0: you. We're just grateful. <laughs> on that, before we wrap up, there's two things that I want to ask you before we say goodbye and we end the episode. The first one is in a sentence. If someone was to join and you were like, look, I'm just going to give you one nugget of advice for you to get the most out of this, for you to get your money's worth, like bang for your buck. What would that piece of advice be? Ooh, it would
1: be go, go all in, like take your ego out of it and just go all in. Really support yourself and ask yourself the questions that
0: are coming up. Do the work. Yeah. Do the work. Do yeah. the fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Some. There are gonna be people who have listened to this conversation and are like, I wanna see this chick more. I wanna hang out with her. Where can we find you? You've got a website, you've got an Instagram page, and you've got a podcast too. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm all over everything, me. Um, so on Instagram, I am at thestyleeditoruk. My website is thestyleeditor.co.uk and my podcast is called the style uncovered podcast.
0: Come and I find like me. Them. I'll link them to make it easy for everyone to find Sam. Thank you so much, Sam. We have loved you being here. Join us. Just join us. Do what Sam says and join I'm us joined. in the Thrive First Yeah. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the earholes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.